0: 209, verses 21 through 31. But you, O my Lord, act on my behalf for your name's sake. Because your steadfast love is good, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is pierced within me. I am gone like a shadow at evening. I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak through fasting. My body has become gaunt. I am an object of scorn to my accusers when they see me they shake their heads help me O lord my god save me according to your steadfast love let them know that this is your hand you O lord have done it let them curse but you will bless let my assailants be put to shame may your servant be glad may my accusers be clothed with dishonor may they be wrapped in their own shame as in a mantle with my mouth i will give great thanks to the lord I'll praise him in the midst of the throng, for he stands at the right hand of the needy to save them from those who would condemn them to death. Ezekiel, chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. In the seventh year, in the fifth month, on the tenth day of the month, certain elders of Israel came to consult the Lord and sat down before me. And the word of the Lord came to me, Mortal! Speak to the elders of Israel and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Why are you coming? To consult me? As I live, says the Lord God, I will not be consulted by you. Will you judge them, mortal? Will you judge them? Then let them know the abominations of their ancestors and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, On the day when I chose Israel, I swore to the offspring of the house of Jacob, making myself known to them in the land of Egypt. I swore to them, saying, I am the Lord your God. On that day I swore to them that I would bring them out of the land of Egypt into a land that I had searched out for them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most glorious of all lands. And I said to them, Cast away the detestable things your eyes feast on, every one of you, and do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. But they rebelled against me and would not listen to me. Not one of them cast away the detestable things their eyes feasted on, nor did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I thought I would pour out my wrath upon them, and spend my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. But I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations among whom they lived, in whose sight I made myself known to them by bringing bringing them out of the land of Egypt. So I led them out of the land of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness. I gave them my statutes, and showed them my ordinances by whose observance everyone shall live. Moreover, I gave them my Sabbaths as a sign between me and them, so that they might know that, the Lord, that I, the Lord, sanctify them. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They did not observe my statutes, but rejected my ordinances, by whose ordin- observance everyone shall live, and my Sabbaths they greatly profaned. Then I thought I would pour out my wrath upon them in the wilderness, to make an end of them but I acted for the sake of my name so that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations in whose sight I had brought them out. Moreover, I swore to them in the wilderness that I would not bring them into the land that I had given them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most glorious of all lands because they rejected my ordinances and did not observe my statutes and profaned my Sabbaths for their heart went after their idols. Nevertheless, my eyes spared them. and I did not destroy them or make an end of them in the wilderness. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 through chapter 4, verse 11. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as on the day of testing in the wilderness, where your ancestors put me to the test, though they had seen my works for forty years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation, and I said, They always go astray in their hearts, and they have not known my ways. As in my anger, I swore, They will not enter my rest. Take care, brothers and sisters, that none of you may have an evil, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partners of Christ. If only we hold our first confidence firm to the end. As it is said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Now who were they who heard and yet were rebellious? Was it not all of those who left Egypt under the leadership of Moses? But with whom was he angry forty years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, if not those who were disobedient? So we see that we were unable to enter because of unbelief. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest is still open, let us take care that none of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For indeed the good news came to us just as to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them, because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed entered that rest, just as God has said, As in my anger I swore they shall not, be, they shall not enter my rest. Though his works were finished at the foundation of the world. For in one place it speaks about the seventh day as follows, And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place it says, They shall not enter my rest. Since, therefore, it remains open for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news fail to enter because of disobedience, again he sets a certain day, today, saying through David much later in the words already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not speak later about another day. So then, a Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God. For those who enter God's rest also cease from their labors, as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one may fall through such disobedience as theirs. Good morning, and welcome to the 12th Monday after Pentecost. This morning's psalm is from portion of 109 and then we have uh, readings from Ezekiel and Hebrews is it's really long, uh, talks about rebellion and the desert and even the, the letter to the Hebrews is reflecting on the same moment that the passage of Ezekiel is reflecting on. Uh, but this morning uh, the uh, readings won't be the focus and I, I know I have to keep it short because the readings were so long. Um, But yesterday, August 25th, is the feast day for um, Joshua Castile, um, who was uh, an Iraq veteran and playwright um, who wrote the book, or I guess composed the book, of emails uh, by by the title uh, Letters from Abu Ghraib. Joshua was um, active politically from a very young age in Iowa. Um, he joined the reserves in order to get into West Point, and he succeeded. But he didn't stay there, so he went on to enlist in the army, um, and he became an interrogator. And he arrived at Abu Ghraib in, I think, just a few weeks after the, the scandal broke about what was going on there. and. Throughout all this, he's uh, a devout Catholic um, and he has difficulty squaring his um, Catholic beliefs and what he's seeing as an active duty soldier. And he applied for conscientious conscientious objector status, at which time um, he was reassigned from being an interrogator to guarding a burn pit in Iraq for something like six months. And during that time, he breathed uh, all the different contaminants that were entering the air. And burn pits were there because um, that was how we discarded everything, basically. Electronics all the way down to just, you know, paperwork and, and, you know, regular stuff. And when it burns, it gets into the air, and he slept next to the burn pit for six months. And he received an honorable discharge as a conscientious objector. And um, he went on to continue his education. He wrote plays, essays, I uh, got an MFA in screenwriting and, and um, uh, regular writing, I guess. And our paths crossed several times. You'll see us both um, in the documentary, or I'm sorry, not the documentary, the um, Truth Commission on Conscience and War. He and I were both um, testifiers there in March of 2010. Um, and he and I both went to seminary. He went off to University of Chicago and I went to Duke. After my first year at Duke, I planned uh, an event for Veterans Day and he was one of the first people I invited. And he was preparing to come out and uh, give his remarks. Um, in fact, uh, he was gonna stay with me actually at, in my house. And one week before the event, um, he called me up and he said, You know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it because um, he had been asking for, you know, a bed rather than a couch. He's complaining of back problems. And one week before um, he was supposed to be there, he called and said that the VA had diagnosed him with lung cancer. And he would later go on to receive treatment at different hospitals, and one VA worker said, you know, he doesn't have any of the signs for lung cancer. You know, he he never smoked, Um, he didn't work with asbestos, Uh, he wasn't exposed to radiation, and um, his father did have cancer and died of it, but he was in his 50s or 60s, and uh, Joshua was, uh, I want to say 32, when he passed away from lung cancer. Uh, on August 25th, 2012, um, I remember getting the news and telling I was in the United Kingdom at the time. And I, um, I remember there was uh, a, a service. I was at this um, festival, Christian festival, and there's this um, Jesuit priest giving the Eucharist at that time. And I, I believe it was a Sunday. And, you know, I told this random priest about this young man, Joshua Castile, and um, this priest knew of him. And uh, Joshua was just one of those people who was, um, you know, everybody wanted to kind of know and be around. Um, He had several of his works published before he died, as well as after he died. Um, And he was, uh, he died too soon. It wasn't, It wasn't necessarily a martyrdom. It wasn't a martyrdom. He was not killed in hatred of the faith. Um, But he did die as a result of war. Um, It was his his case, in fact, that spurred a lot of the movement within the VA to create a a burn pit registry. Um, And there's a lot of uh, conversation now that's much more mainstream than it was by the time he died in 2012. Um, and so Joshua is this contemporary soldier saint. He hasn't been beatified. I don't think that there's any cause for his canonization. Um, but he he was highly influential. Um, he was thoughtful, and he, he rubbed off on a lot of people, including me. Um, and so uh, Joshua's feast day was yesterday, and um, I'll uh, encourage my listeners to... Google him and, and see all the many different things that he put out into the world, the projects that he contributed to and the people that he affected, because it's, it's quite a good number. Um, and I think that in time perhaps he will be beatified, but in the meantime, uh, I don't think it's inappropriate to, to suggest his saintliness and, and uh, reflect on the gift that his life has given the church of today. prayer for a saint from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, you have surrounded us with a great cloud of witnesses. Grant that we, encouraged by the good example of your servant Joshua, may persevere in running the race that is set before us, until at last we may with him attain to your eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever, Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash first formation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for pew pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel it anytime. If I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly And you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.